Greetings Amigops and Top Teners everywhere. This is Mike from Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I am joined this week, as I am every week, by our lovely co-host Kyle. This week, in a special treat, he is not wearing his gym jams or any sort of Detroit Tigers paraphernalia. This week, he is wearing a crisp Oxford shirt. He's looking very professional. I'm sure he has just saved some township many thousands of dollars by making their roads more efficient. Now, to that end, Kyle is dressed as such because he is joined by a very special guest who I will let him introduce. They are here to talk about a topic with which I am wholly unfamiliar. We're going to debate this topic for approximately one to six hours. And by the end of this episode, we will have a definitive top 10 of that list. So Kyle and Kyle's very special guest, what are we talking about this evening? Well, thank you for that flawless introduction, Michael. You are correct. I am here with a very special guest. I am joined today by my colleague and friend, Daniel. Daniel and I have worked together for the last couple of years and realized that we have shared interests in a lot of things, movies and music and books and such. And he's also an avid listener of the podcast. He's become very familiar with us, and you'll be hearing more from him on our next uh, Mistakes Pod, <laughs> which we are grateful for. But, yep, yeah, Daniel, so that is that is who Daniel is, and... You've got a list prepared here. I so do. what will we be discussing? So this is this is something that before I started listening to your podcast, I was I tumbled around in my mind. I you know thought of like, do I write a coffee table book on this? I just I don't know why I'm so obsessed, but my list is is the top ten time travel movies of all time. Oh my goodness gracious. To me, what I love about time travel movies is it fits into like almost any genre. And, you know, there's there's romance time travel movies, there's sci-fi, there's there's, you know, series of movies that, you know, with established characters that all of a sudden they go down the time travel rabbit hole. So I think there's so many good examples out there of, of time travel movies and so many bad ones as well. <laughs> so I just thought it was something that was, you know, ripe for exploration. So I do have some some caveats of kind of what, you know, the rules that I I'm using. So. My list, just for kind of setting the table, doesn't include movies where you redo the day's events. So no no Groundhog Day, no Run, Lola, Run, no Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat, however you want to <laughs> classify that. This is interesting. I, so this is this is sort of like a, a so there's no like time loops, like no, this is just you're condemned to relive the same day endlessly. Right. None of those. No, like, communicating across time. So what was that movie, Frequency, with, you know, Jim Caviezel and Dennis Quaid's dad, and they're communicating <laughs> across time. I'm and, thinking of, like, um, did you see Arrival? Like, that's the yeah, same kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, hey, no, yo. like, no, <laughs> no scene future like traveling to the future seeing future events so like you know no like kid thrust into an adult body like in the future so no big with tom hanks yeah which is not time travel but there was like yeah. i don't know there's some jennifer garner one where she's you know thrust into adulthood 13 or going on so, 30 it's a classic there <laughs> is it i can't say i've seen it but i will take your word on it sir <laughs> so so to me it was more like intentionally or accidentally traveling into the past 
and then grappling with the consequences, the challenges of knowing the past, can you change the future, kind of all the fun stuff around that. I did not intentionally avoid romance movies, but I have to say none made the list. So, mm-hmm. and there are, you know, there are a few of note. There's one that made a, you know, made my uh, um, honorable mentions. But so that's kind of the baseline. Okay. A- any thoughts before I jump in? I think those are good rules because without some trimming, this <laughs> list becomes even more expansive than it already is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's fair because like a lot of the movies you described, the, while there is like a, a time component, the you're right, they're not grappling with the consequences quite in the same way that they right. are and I think what we're going to talk about so I do have one question the question I have it, it's more not so much about the like type of time travel as the degree so let's say there's a movie about Kyle and me and our friendship and like halfway through we time travel for like 10 minutes and it's not the whole story but it does have some impact and we do explore it like, does that sort of qualify in your eyes, or does time travel have to be the main thrust of the film? No, I don't think it's the. I don't think it's the main thrust. It, and there's, I've got examples in here that it's not the the main thrust, but it is kind of a, a chunky component. And you know, I think it's worth that'll worth debating when we get to that. Point. Yeah, and that maybe that's part of like what what weight you give to it for its relative rating. Yeah, maybe so. Okay. Should I jump in? I think a great place to start would be number 10. Number 10. So for number 10, I've got Looper, directed by Ryan Johnson, had Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis, Emily Blunt. You know, to me, you know, cool timeline, time jump back, you know, messing with your past kind of component. I kind of liked how they handled time travel and just, you just appeared. It wasn't a, you know, a big flashy thing. And and to me, like, I'm in for any Ryan Johnson movie i like all like you know all his previous work brothers bloom brick um i i like uh last jedi so you know i'm kyle could you share movies. your feelings because it's uh, so far it's all been a love fest and daniel we, we've only had positivity towards your taste but kyle <laughs> we in general love ryan johnson which is why we are really excited to watch brick at our last movie weekend and we just were so confused by it really <laughs> we didn't I don't know if it was just like the group mind that or something, but we were just like, yeah. what is happening? And we didn't... Oh, something was off about the juju. It, it probably wasn't Ryan Johnson's fault. It's To me, it's like it's like a, a noir, like a film noir detective movie oh, yeah. set in high school. I just, like, I don't know. I just thought it was funky. The, the vibe, like the noir style is cool. It's just that we had no idea who was who and what was happening. But that's... <laughs> Beside the point, <laughs> the point is, I, I and I think you, Mike, love yes. Looper, yeah. and we saw it as in in college. I think we saw it together. Yeah, we did. And there's some cool like time traveling components that I think are unique to this film, like or maybe not unique, but that they do really well. Yeah. Like the scene where, um, like in the past, you, you don't see what's happening, but you see in the future or the present that the guy is losing his like fingers and his like oh yeah that's right there's like yeah, the yeah, scarring yeah. and it's like yeah. happening in real time yeah. as he's in the office and I, I mean I still think you know if I take pock shots at it the idea of like the best way to dispose of bodies is throw them into the past is, is, <laughs> is a little ridiculous but you know <laughs> I, I don't know that seems like a waste of technology but, <laughs> but it's still a fun movie. <laughs> I like how janky the time travel feels because they yeah. just like put him in like this weird like washing machine <laughs> and it's just like in a warehouse. It's dirty. Yeah. 
but that's a great one it's also like shockingly dark like yeah. <laughs> not expecting it to take the turns that it did but and well and i think that's the thing is like I, I can't remember if i watched an interview or some of the commentary but you know there was like an i guess an intentionality that you know most sci-fi movies have like one thing you know and and so everything in the trailers was it was it was time travel. And so you go in thinking that there's that one thing. And then about two thirds of the way in the movie, there's a whole nother thing. And yeah. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but you know, it, it's, you just, that catches you off guard. Cause you're just thinking like, Oh, this is a time travel movie and they're messing around with time. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, what, it, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah. It's not just a time travel movie. Right. No. Cool. So number nine, kind of staying in the, in the, in the dark characters. <laughs> I've got, I've got Donnie Darko. Oh boy. Which, to me, <laughs> wait, is there backstory on this one too? <laughs> I've actually never seen Donnie Darko, really? so there might be some with Mike. No, no, me. no. I quite like Donnie Darko, but I, I just, it's kind of making me think that there is something maybe inherently a little dark about the concept of time travel because these are two <laughs> quite dark ones. Like the thing, I just want to. This makes me think about time travel just generally. It's such a cool, like literary or film or what storytelling technique to to make your whatever your story is about really pop like that's the thing i think when movies or books or whatever get distracted by the time travel it takes away from their story but where they use it to amplify the story that's when it works and i think it particularly works when there's some sort of desperation to be in a different time which is i think a little bit of a theme of both of these first two it's yeah there's there's always a little bit of you know wish fulfillment or some other kind of component to that i to me i just remember sitting down and watching donnie darko i rented it you know whatever and i think i watched it by myself and it was just the tone is so assured and consistent through the whole movie that you know i just got absorbed into it into like the slightly weirdness of it all and 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 the kind of the tone and the characters and and i i think uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's performance is great in that. Uh, you know, he's brooding and weird through the whole movie. And, you know, it's one that at the end you don't know that it fully makes sense, but you still kind of got pulled along with it. So, I don't know. I like that one. What's the, like, 10-second overview for someone who has, doesn't know anything about it? Um, there is, a uh, like, a plane accident. Like, an engine detaches from a plane and crashes into his house. And, and then there's a series of events and, and the premise becomes maybe he, I think if I'm saying this right, he like, he kind of realizes he should have died in that. And because he didn't, things go a little bit off the rails in, in the lives of people around him. Ah. And so there's kind of this weird quantum physics, you know, represented in different ways, like this idea that, you know, in, you know, connected, elements i I don't know it's very very it's like hard to get your arms around but Mm. but if you kind of get caught up in the moment and in the vibe of it it, it's a cool movie so it's the butterfly effect crossed with breaking bad is what i'm hearing (laughs) (laughs) with no asking yeah (laughs) which is a good thing (laughs) kyle for you i think you would feel like it's tonally somewhat similar to unbreakable where it's like like daniel was saying it's this really sort of strong consistent understated tone throughout that just really works and just pulls you into it in a really cool way in a way that the movie could have been much different and much less effective yeah yeah i would agree and and i think there's 
a sequel following his sister that you know was like straight to video Ooh, yeah. no interest in seeing and I'm guessing they tried tried that to capture you exist. know lightning in a bottle there and a, a second time yeah exactly okay wow alright well that's up to near the top of my list all of a sudden cool cool so number eight I've got Army of Darkness you know yes. start getting into some uh, some series where all of a sudden you know the Evil Dead series where they decided to throw in some uh some time travel antics. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I have to laugh at the image of uh, Mike with a cat on his back. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right up we usually usually have the doors closed, but we ha- I've got a friend today. So <laughs> Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, she heard. Yeah, yeah. So great. I mean, like, I'm I'm not I'm not in for full horror all the time. The Evil Dead movies didn't quite do it for me, but but you know Bruce Campbell and kind of the zaniness he brings, and there's so many iconic lines from that movie, and 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 just kind of silliness with with the time travel and being you know thrusting him as a you know a, basically a Kmart employee back you know with shotguns and chainsaws you know back into the medieval era. It's just it's just dumb fun to me there's that fit because i've not seen the whole movie but there's that famous scene right where he's got a shotgun and they're all like he calls it his boomstick or something right yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) have you seen it mike no i actually haven't seen this one and i have absolutely no idea what the two of you are talking about but it sounds really (laughs) wonderful (laughs) so my understanding that these are like pretty like over the top kind of like horror like slasher kind of type movies but i didn't realize is is this one film like the time travel one in that series or is it more of a consistent yeah evil dead one and two two is i guess basically a remake of one with a slightly bigger budget is is it just like a cabin in the woods you know like you know the devil they conjure the devil and people start dying and it's super violent that'll happen and silly and oh and over the top yeah and and then for whatever reason then they made army of darkness and they decided to take him and like time travel him and and, and <laughs> why not why not so it's 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 kind of silly it's kind of fun though okay i'm pretty sure i own this movie <laughs> i haven't seen it <laughs> so. and it's one of those that like when you go like you go into the dvd world there's like 10 different versions of it, you know, with like added scenes and different endings. And I think there's like, you know, there's one ending where he, he travels back to the present, you know, and did he, you know, like one of the running jokes is that he has to say things out of the Necronomicon and, you know, repeat lines and he always messes them up. And then there's dire consequences, <laughs> like, you know, to put the demon away, like he, you know, he's got to say it right. And he just kind of mumbles the last line. And then at the end, it's the same thing to travel back into the you know present. Does he mess it up? And does he bring the evil back with him? And then I think there's a version that's like kind of a Rip Van Winkle ending that they didn't use where he's just like, like falls asleep in a cave and, you know, wakes up with a big gray beard and the world's decimated and it was his fault, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, it's just a fun movie. We should watch this at our next movie weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Is that just a list that just keeps growing? Yeah. It's I think hard to... Michael's the official keeper of that list and we'll have to trim it down because it always gets pretty lengthy by the time we're ready for it. But Gotcha. It's growing, but in wonderful ways. The good thing is we sort of segregate topics by uh, by genre. Oh, gotcha. So Kyle, I have a question for you. All right. Do you have a time machine? 
I don't. Okay. Well, then we better cut to uh, some some non-top 10 right now <laughs> so that we don't have to go back in time and try to redo it. Wow. That, <laughs> that was definitely like very well premeditated and by far the best not top three cue we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, that was a cueer who knows. Who knows the so, bit. I mean, it's, it's time, right? Yeah, it's it. It's time to, it. to cue the stank. Amazing. Well done. Well, you know, in the immortal words of Andre 3000, stank you smelly much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My goodness. Did you have that one ready like the first time that we ever said stank and you've been holding on to it? Or was it later that you figured it out? I or? think it was the stank in the bank. When you <laughs> pulled out that stank in the bank. I was just like, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> How do you even compete wow. with that? Stank you smelly much. We should save this for our stank bank. <laughs> this is definitely going into my stank bank. But Yeah, 100%. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> so you have prepared, I assume you have prepared, a, this is probably could be a very, you could probably do your own not, you could probably do another top 10 of bad oh, easily. time travel movies. So it's, I'm sure it was hard for you to consolidate I, to a, a not top three. I did keep it to three. Okay. <laughs> So, so uh, definitely on that list is is a, a little movie called Timeline. Timeline. So uh, this was uh, 2003. It stars the beautiful, beautiful Paul Walker and Gerard Butler. <laughs> it's based on a Michael Crichton book, which is... Wait, actually, this sounds like the best movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a real fondness in, in our household because they, uh, they go back to medieval times. And... And, and they yell trebuchet a lot in the movie. <laughs> and I think it was like, for my wife and I, we were just laughing through the movie because it was just pretty dumb. And just, and the repeated yellings of trebuchet, you know, which if you're, you're aware of a trebuchet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I didn't want to. It feels like that's like the only word they know from that time. And <laughs> yeah, so exactly. they just repeated it. <laughs> and the, the thing was that the book was like, I, I'm kind of, I'm good for Michael Crichton books. Like, and I like how he, he sets up a certain amount of, here is real science and and boy this is kind of crazy like he always has that intro you know like he did in Jurassic Park where it's like here's kind of the science that's out there and real and might actually blow your mind and then here's where I'm just going to take it and play with it and they he had a really cool thing on like quantum physics at the beginning of that book that I really thought was awesome and and I kind of like the book the movie was just atrocious it was just like you know running around you know sword you know medieval castles and swords and silliness with sure gerard butler and paul walker it's interesting because that formula is so strong those two leads are fantastic it's a based on a novel written by michael crichton and it's directed by the richard donner who directed superman like yep. that doesn't that really doesn't seem like it could fail but yeah but clearly it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah is it is it worth going back for to just enjoy, or is it not even enjoyable? I don't remember it being okay. that enjoyable. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> okay. So second on my not top three, I've got uh, Austin Powers three, gold member. How dare you? Whoa, how dare, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Sorry. You, you've stumbled upon some serious Austin Powers fans. We Among... 
movies that get quoted in our group, Austin Powers is up there, especially because th- this is the time travel one is well, two go- and three have time travel. Yeah, that's right. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> but but I I'm I'm down for two. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with with that. <laughs> three got a little long in the tooth and <laughs> and kind of recycled some some jokes too much. And how dare you? That was all very fresh. <laughs> I mean, it's. <laughs> I just think that we know we don't we just like you're right it's re- it's recycled but like we just love the stuff that Michael Mike Myers does so much that it, like it doesn't bother us <laughs> and we love specifically the character of Goldmember. <laughs> you can I paint this you gold? <laughs> it does have Beyonce in it, you know. Which yes, it's fine, but it's also got a lot of Michael Caine, which is you know, but. <laughs> I don't think that we're so into it that we can't step back a few feet and understand where you're coming from <laughs> on this one, but fair enough. <laughs> Sorry to offend. I will <laughs> say, though, I do, in addition to my my defense of this film as a film, I actually think it does do something that I like about time travel, which is make fun of the fundamental ridiculousness of time travel in film, because most film time travel is just downright dumb. And especially time travel and film done in you know, the golden age of cinema. So I do appreciate that because that's a public service. <laughs> it's a good point. It's valid. <laughs> so then then I'm going to go dig deep with my last of my non-top three. And it's a movie called Millennium. It came out in 1989. This is probably not a movie that either of you are aware of. It, it had no. the all-star cast list of Chris Christopherson and Cheryl Ladd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whoa. And, 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 yeah, you looking it up? <laughs> That's a legit cast. Those are, those are some stars. Now, this, for me, this was me as like a teenager hoping I was going to find the next big, like Star Wars or something that, and, and I was going to be the first one to find this movie. And I remember oh. I drug like four friends out to see this in the theater thinking like, guys, guys, this is going to be this awesome. Trust me on this one. Movie, the sci-fi movie. It's going to, it's going to be awesome. And, and we just came out of there like, what was that? <laughs> and I just felt embarrassed that I like made my friends like go see this movie. So it's it's like I'm continuing shame. Like I've held on to that shame for holy cow, thirty years. <laughs> hopefully, th- <laughs> hopefully this is a weight off your back. You've officially yeah. declared it your least favorite time travel movie yeah. of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a vulnerable thing to recommend a film to friends, especially when you've like pre-planted your flag that this is going to be a good one. Yeah. So I applaud you for your bravery at the time, and I applaud you for your strength. In, in cutting your losses 30 years later. Well, I, I, I thank you for this uh, yeah. opportunity to have a cathartic moment and, you know, just shed that weight. Yeah, you've uh, you've exercised these demons in front of <laughs> dozens of people. So. <laughs> yes, literally dozens. I actually just want to, I want to tag one on to this that I'm certain will not appear on your top list. It's a film I have not seen, but which I don't need to see. It's called The Lake House. And I remember the plot you're nodding like you might know what this film is. Yeah. yeah I, haven't, so, I haven't seen it, but I... It, it, 
Yeah, it doesn't. I I haven't either, and it doesn't matter. But I think what happens <laughs> is Sandra Bullock moves into a house, and she's getting letters from Keanu Reeves, and this is pre Keanu sans Keanu. <laughs> She's getting letters from Keanu Reeves who used to live there or something, and they fall in love across time. I think he's, that's that's yeah. the basic plot. And if I got that wrong, who cares? But that's <laughs> basically it. Yeah, it was definitely one of those that I looked at as not that it's a movie I love, but just fell into that communicating across time kind yeah. of yeah. pile. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I would throw the only one I would throw on is uh, I hope neither of you have seen it is a hot tub time machine. <laughs> I love how much you hated that movie. I haven't seen it, but you're the only person who I've heard like, give a, a actual negative review. I've heard people say it sucked, but I loved it. No, yes. I, I thought it was pretty dumb, but fun. It, it was right. That's the, that's the review everybody gives except Kyle. Yeah. I just, come on, John Cusack. Yeah. I, I, he was fine. And Chevy Chase was, oh, as, right. as yeah. the hot tub technician was funny, but it was one of those movies where like 35 minutes in, I was like, oh, this is it, huh? Like, yeah. And, and then from there, it was just, you know. But did it, did it make you angry that they made a sequel? I didn't see it. But, um, but just by sheer presence, <laughs> did it make you angry? If you were dead, if it was dead to you 35 minutes in, <laughs> they ex- extended it a whole other movie, you're just like, you've crossed a line. <laughs> I, I don't think it caused me distress. I was just doing my like just making sure to keep my distance from it which i've managed to do i've not seen the second one there you go, so. there you go. You're in good i think i might watch this like later tonight because this cast is just so stellar and so weird it's got john cusack rob cordry craig robinson clark from the office that's right crispin glover aka the guy who runs the orphanage in like mike lizzie kaplan Chevy Chase and Sebastian Stan. Oh, wow. I do not remember him being in that. Me neither. This is pre-Winter yeah. Soldier, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my goodness. I- I'm probably going to watch this later. Thanks for the suggestion, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, have fun. <laughs> All right. On um, with the list? Yeah. Awesome. Let's, uh, yeah. let's hit number seven. So, number seven. I have a little movie called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Just a small, small film. <laughs> small, small film. <laughs> <laughs> which you know again going back to my my early years i think this was one of the first dates i went on whoa was, wow yeah, yeah. what a memory and 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 a, and a safe movie you know it's 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 got something for everybody <laughs> yeah no that's a crowd pleaser for a first date was it wait was it first date uh, i'm not sure i think it was okay. and i think you know if i'm truly honest with myself we actually didn't end up dating i just thought we were but mm. we were just oh, we were no. just going to see movies as friends i mean let's see i was you know i was 14 what do you know you know 14 yeah no this was good because this would have been a bummer of a movie to make out through <laughs> <laughs> i only made out during one movie and it was um chronicles of narnia 2 <laughs> prince caspian <laughs> And so unlike, so I was having the opposite problem to you. You thought that this this young lady was interested in dating. I missed the signals I was getting because this young lady asked me to go see a movie and she proposed we see uh, Vegas Vacation with Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz, (laughs) a.k.a. a classic crap movie that you make out at. And I was like, hell no, let's go see Prince Caspian. (laughs) And uh 
I we we saw Prince Caspian. Well, at least you got to see Prince Caspian. Yeah. You know, it was silver lining. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> so I have to say, with with Bill and Ted's, I'm actually excited for the next movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that that was happening, and again, I have not seen. I've seen bits and pieces of this movie. I've never sat down and watched the whole thing, and it felt like like they do a lot nowadays, like a, a, a movie that's having a sequel a little too far gone, and like. But it sounds like the people that loved this in the first place, like, are all of the right age to appreciate another one, assuming it's done correctly. So yeah. that's good to hear. But and and now it's my turn to say Keanu Sans. So you know we're, you we're in the midst of the Keanu <laughs> yes. Sans. So. They are definitely hitching themselves to that train, yes. and seeing how far it will take them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Well, I think that I think the good thing about this is that I think that most of the people who really liked this movie are really okay with this movie being like extremely silly and self-referential and as long i think really the only sin that this film could commit is to take itself too seriously and i think as long as as long as it doesn't do that i don't know like what is what's a disappointing version of bill and ted three like what's gonna piss you off I, i just don't think you can unless you do something really stupid and just try to be you know take it too too seriously like I don't know. I just don't, I don't think that this is the Godfather four. No. And it's, and it's dumb enough that like, you know, when you talk about, you know, coming back and doing fan service, that's all you're kind of yeah. expecting. It's just about right. the fan service. Right. And, yeah. and in between, like, I got to say two holds up as well. Like the second in the yeah. Ted series, because mm-hmm. there's a great character of death and, yep. and the, they, they have the whole cliche of, of, like you know having a matching of wits against death to like you know come back to you know life and escape you know escape death essentially and they challenge him to board games and (laughs) and they keep and and they keep winning (laughs) and and death for is kind of like he's it's it's kind of like taken from i can't think of what like a very classic black and white movie um there's there's a reference in there that i'm missing but you know he's got kind of this like Eastern European accent, and each time they beat him, you know he 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 ups. So it's you know they beat him, and he he's like best of three. <laughs> and so, then they, so then they play something else, and and they beat him, and he's like best of five, <laughs> and then they beat him again, and and they're like best of seven, and he's. Like, damn right <laughs> and so it's just this dumb joke and then they and then death becomes one of their friends and like it's kind of hanging around with them and there's just a lot of stupidness with historical figures and other things through the movies so it's it's silly it to me it's a classic i'm a little bit older than the two of you so it hit it in the right spot for me yeah excellent well i need to catch up on that then in time for the new one <laughs> all in i gotta watch the second one i've seen the first one but i gotta watch the second one this is a great this is a great pick so moving on to number six getting into some like established series here i'm going x-men days of future past yeah i have to confess i was a little sleepy when we watched this one <laughs> and i'm still deeply confused about what happened <laughs> I watched this one in Kyle's senior dorm room. I want to say it might have been like after a football game or something. And we were like, yeah, do you remember what it was? I think I was on duty. And so like, yeah, it it was 
Yeah, it was a, it was definitely a weekend where partying was happening because I remember that we had to pause it like a thousand times <laughs> to tell people next door to like stop being so loud or else I was going to have to take their beer. And yeah, <laughs> but uh, on duty, can you? T- sorry to make you sidestep, but what, what's what were you on duty for? I was an RA senior oh, year, so yeah. I was an RA yeah. as well. Oh yeah, okay, so a couple narcs. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, we'll have to trade battle skills <laughs> at some point. <laughs> but I remember being really mad because I was enjoying this movie. I was like, these idiots keep stopping me from enjoying this X Men film that I'm really liking because it is a. It's one of my favorites. Like I actually I. I mean, First Class might be my all-time favorite in that series, but really? this is right okay. up there. Great cast, and like the time travel components are fantastic, especially because it's like, this giant red reset button. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it gave them the ability to do that. Not that they've done much good with that. Right. But, <laughs> yes. but you know, and, and, and I think, you know, a peak in the series to me was X-Men 2, and, and I thought that was excellent. And then 3 fell off, you know, the the board and then brian vaughn you know resuscitated it with first class so yeah this just kind of blending the cast it was kind of like that one chance to you know pull everybody together in one shot and i thought they did a a lot of really cool ideas you know and and played with some of the ideas you know pretty well agree i think like the the appeal of just seeing like fastbender and Ian McKellen, like, on this, in the same movie yeah. is, like, hard to beat. Yeah. It's a really good use of time travel and, like, a, in a meta sense for making a movie. Yeah. But, and also, I think it's cool that they, like, the era they picked it in. Because I think it's set in, like, the, yeah. like, during Vietnam, right? Yeah, exactly. Which, like, I don't know, it's just, like, a weird, t- like, a weird time to choose. But they did a lot with it that I enjoyed. Yeah. Having Peter Dinklage in your movie is always a good idea. Yeah, exactly. I, I like this one a lot. Yeah, it's got some third act problems, but you know, it's like all these kinds of movies, it's a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think I think the cool thing about this is it proves that shamelessness need not ruin your movie because, like, I, I think that this is something a lot of movies don't get is they either go the highbrow or the shameless route, and I think that this film pretty shamelessly decided that this was a good way to kind of bridge the gap, like you guys said, and to give us this really fan servicey thing where we get all these cool actors from different generations on the screen together but it didn't feel cheap and it didn't feel like they decided not to write a story just because of that it's not like they just had this one great idea for them both like within and without the script and then just said ah fuck it we don't need to write the movie instead they like they had this good idea and then they made it work yeah and they had the cast from both sets of movies to to pull it off yeah and if you want to go down the geek rabbit hole there is a a different cut of the movie because they apparently filmed all the stuff with Rogue, with Anna Paquin as Rogue in the movie. Oh. And then just completely cut her out of the movie. Ouch. <laughs> and it's <laughs> and it's 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 actually kind of interesting. I've watched it. Like, you know, basically how like Kitty Pride was the one who was time traveling right. Wolverine's consciousness into the past. <clears throat> she gets injured and can't even remember she might even die i can't and and rogue has to step in or rogue dies. somebody dies anyway and rogue has to step in and like absorb her powers and keep it going and that's about it but it was still still kind of interesting that's like i love that like especially now with the snyder cut like these like <laughs> uh, these never before seen yeah. like alternate versions of these movies that we right. know so well when but, you realize it makes you realize how much they do after the fact right like, to rejigger yeah. the movie and make it a different story or fine tune the story or remove someone's mustache with CGI. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes <laughs> on. 
uh, or, or, or remove a person entirely because they're racist and horrible. <laughs> uh, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we ready for number five? I am if you yeah. are. Okay. I think from what I've heard, I think this is going to be a popular edition. <laughs> number five, staying in some of the, the series movies. We're going to Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Booyah. Yeah. So I had that. That was one of the first ones I thought of. So I, I just want to note that <laughs> this would have this would be a higher time travel pick if this had been a standalone book. And we didn't then have to really stupidly deal with the fallout of this later where we're like, ooh, and the time turners were broken. <laughs> like, that was unfortunate that she introduced this without really any plan to deintroduce it. But this was so perfectly done. And it was perfectly done both in the book and the movie. And I, I actually think that the movie may even have dealt with this better than the book or at least as well as in a way that i was really surprised and compelled by well it was in very good hands with the director yeah so yes <laughs> yeah so you had that going for it but with the time turners don't they show up in the broadway london play i mean isn't that a big component oh, of that? like the like the hinge point right. of that entire play there's, is there's a shit, to steal one from our friends travel. at binge mode not canon not canon yeah <laughs> uh, but uh, that was unfortunate for for me like i am so down with alan rickman and Gary Oldman yeah. in, in yeah. anything. And to yeah. have, like, they're probably my two favorite actors. And to have them in one movie together was just like... Oh, they go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Oh, I know. They totally do. Yeah. They're electric. They're yeah. amazing. And, yeah, I'd, probably my favorite part about this is that... I mean, I read Prisoner of Azkaban when I was, like, in elementary school. And saw the movie shortly thereafter. And, like, entirely understood it. Like, it's... The, it's very yeah. like well thought out and like well explained version of time travel. I guess it's easier when it's just like one turn equals one hour, <laughs> right. or what does he say? Yeah. Like three turns should do it. So it's like a little bit more contained. Yeah, but yeah. and also it's just fun because like when you when you go back and you remember all the stuff that Hermione's been doing, it makes sense that she's had this time turn with her the whole year. Right. And yeah. like, yes, it fits into place in a way that's really surprising. Like most movies can't pull off both the surprise and the the clean fit, but this one surprises you because you don't. I don't think it's that easy to pick up on. But then when you do pick up on it, it's like, oh, that that actually works, which is pretty shocking. I, I also think part of the reason that it works so well is because the consequences are not particularly magical. Like the, they talk about what's the problem with time travel. One is that you would think you're going insane, which has nothing to do with magic. And two is just like logistically speaking, you could end up not doing the thing you're trying to do. Like, I think that those are really cool consequences to have where it's not like your soul will be trapped in the past. Like, I love Inception, but the, the limbo thing is just it's hard to wrap your brain around. Whereas like you see yourself and you're like, why the hell am I over there? I'm right <laughs> here. I go crazy and kill myself. But that's like pretty easy to understand. And the consequence of you do this thing, but you don't save Buckbeak. Also easy to understand. So I think, like, to your point, Kyle, the stakes are set up clearly enough that when you get walked through what happened, it's, it's pretty easy to follow. 
Well, and I think one thing we haven't really touched on, which, you know, with time travel movies, is they kind of have to make a decision or time travel stories, you know, are, is, is the, can you change the past? Can you make changes that are going to have an impact or is it all predetermined? And, you know, how does that kind of play out? And so to me, I think this does a good job of, you know, it, you know, when when Harry's standing there and realizing that it was him all along, you know, oh, just this, this, you know, this, so great. Exactly. And and so the, it's that predetermination of this was always meant to happen. And yeah, and I've seen I think it was handled pretty lightly and, and creatively and, you know, thoughtfully that, you know, you, you bought into it. It had the impact. It wasn't just like. Like, because to me, a story of predetermined predestination could be really dull, <clears throat> you know, because it's like, oh, this was meant to happen. You can't do any as much as you want to change something. You can't. And and this it was a, it was a it was a, a positive thing. It was an, you know, a hopeful thing. Well, I think it's cool because it's because I think I, I, I would just alter your point only so slightly, which is I think it's that whatever happened is going to happen but you can still affect it in your time in the past like like harry still has to cast the patronus charm right but when he sees it in the future it already happened so it's like the thing is going to happen but you still have to make it happen and i think it's it's really cool because when harry sees the patronus be cast he's already been saved but it still comes down to him to be the one to save himself and Obviously, that's a little bit loopy and confusing. And if you haven't read it, you have no idea what we're talking about. But <laughs> it's 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 cool because to me, it, it kind of flirts with both the you can and you can't change the past things, because I think a lot of these movies, you know, you, you like you said, you like you end up seeing the same thing again or you see something different. This is cool because it totally hangs together. You don't actually have to change anything but the people you're following with the camera, which is really kind of cool. Awesome. Love this pick. Good. Yeah. So getting down to number four, I have, strangely, another Bruce Willis movie, 12 Monkeys. Mm. Either of you... Uh... I was this close to watching that the other <laughs> night, and I'm pissed now because it's on Prime right now. Oh, is it? And I'm literally this close. And then like the next one over was Harold and Maude, and my dad had just told me on the Denzel podcast to listen, to watch that movie. So I was like, well, I better watch that. So, <laughs> I've not seen it, but um, Mike, you've seen it? No. Yeah. Yes, I, I have seen Twelve Monkeys. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> Terry Gilliam's the director. Yeah. Kind of have you know a hit or miss with him. You know, I never got into Brazil. I had a couple friends who got really big into like you know his early movies like Brazil and Fisher King with Robin Williams is actually pretty good. Time Bandits scared the crap out of me when I was a little kid. <laughs> um, but this kind of just like hits a really good mark in my mind. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's some gritty sci-fi. There's, <clears throat> there's kind of that predetermination, predestination component t- to a certain extent, but then he plays really well with the idea of, you know, Bruce Willis gets sent back in time to change the past, but he's not sure if he's going crazy because he's been, he gets locked up in a mental institution with Brad Pitt, who is crazy good in this movie, just like, you know, just launching into a wild performance. And, you know, and it's just toys with that idea of like how much of this is in Bruce Willis's head and how much of it, you know, is really actually happening. 
So it's 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 a good it's a good movie. I like it. It's it's rewatchable. They decided to make it into a TV show, so apparently there's enough to chew on there. I think FX has it hmm. going into a couple seasons of. I don't know if it's FX or sci-fi or somebody's made it into a TV series. So um. I think you totally captured the big thing about this movie. So this is just a great movie, like on a lot of levels. It's just really well done. Like you said, Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis are both fantastic. It's a got a really cool sort of I really like how the film is shot. It's just it's a really good movie. But the point is, I think each of these entries on our list do something different about time travel, which is cool. And I think your point that this one really captures like how confusing this actual experience would be and how disoriented you would be and whether or not you believe it, uh, like that it's happening or you think you're going crazy. I think that's really cool. And I think that's the lasting addition of this film to the category is that I think it, as well as any film has, captures that disorientation. I know this breaks your rule entirely, but are you a losty? You watch Lost? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the, what you're describing reminds me of the, what's the episode called? Where Desmond is, it's like the greatest episode ever, The Constant, where he's like on the boat and he's on the island, but he's like flashing back periodically to like a couple years prior and he's trying to find Penny. Oh, and that's right. So like, in the, but he keeps going back and forth and like his his nose like keeps bleeding and stuff oh, because he, right. he can't like ground himself. And the whole point of the episode is that he needs to find something that's constant so that his like mind can recalibrate in time and that's penny but anyways it sounds like that's kind of the same concept like how like it would really screw with your mind to be jumping around in time and not having like something to ground yourself with yeah yeah it's been a while since i've seen 12 monkeys so i don't like i don't remember every beat for beat but but yeah the like i just remember he kind of he gets sent back you know there's there's a like a terrorist organization that's going to unleash a virus and he's supposed to stop the virus because he's from a future where it's kind of decimated everything. He keeps getting pulled back into the future for like mission briefings, essentially. And like oh. they're asking him if he's had any, any success. And then he's back in the you know, mental ward. And, you know, and and the and the kind of sci fi tech is very kind of grimy. You know, it's not it's not one of those shiny, bright, clean yeah. sci fi movies. So there's yeah. just a there's a weird vibe to it. It's it's huh. stiff. Cool. Sounds like another movie I'm thinking <laughs> of that I feel like is probably higher on your list, but we'll see. We'll see. But now, well, I'm, obviously, you know, as an avid listener, do you, I think it probably makes sense to rattle through your honorable mentions and then yeah. we'll just follow up with anything after you finish your actual list. Makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. So <clears throat> there, I, I have to say, you know. I'm okay for a Trek movie. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm more wars than Trek. <laughs> Trek does a, Trek does a lot of, of time travel. And, you know, I think when I was a kid and Star Trek four came out, it kind of hit me at the right time. So, mm. you know, it's, it's a, it's a, <laughs> a kind of silly movie. And like now in the current day and age, I mean, like, we got to save the whales because it's going to save the future. It's you know, something that feels very eighties to me right now, but, <laughs> but the idea of, you know, like Spock wandering around in you know, 1980s San Francisco, you know, was, was fun and stupid and, you know, kind of, it makes the list for me as a honorable mention. Uh, I'm almost embarrassed to say this. I, I had hot tub time machine on my honorable mentions as I look. 
I, it's totally. I'm gonna put it on mine I'm, after I watch it. I'm the only. It's, it seems like I'm the only person that doesn't like it. So it's it's totally valid. You're right. I'm wrong. I think on this one. As far as dumb comedies about time travel go, it's the dumbest. Probably. <laughs> so, so it Except for Hot Tub Time Machine Two, probably. Yeah. probably. <laughs> I had Midnight in Paris. I'm not. Used. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a big Woody Allen fan, but wow. But that one, like, I was okay with. I remember enjoying it. I've only watched it once, but this. Oh, I'm not okay with this. I love this movie. Okay, okay, yeah. But I mean, Mike has Mike's two pillars of interest are literature and film, and so like a yeah. movie all about appreciating literature is right up his alley. And yeah. I'll let you talk about it since it's one of your favorite movies, but yeah. And Caroline and I just stumbled upon this one. This was a, like we were looking for a movie to watch. I think this was 2010 or 11. It was somewhere around there. I was either late in high school or we were, I had just gone to college or whatever. And it was like a summer night and Caroline and I were like, yeah, well that sounds interesting. I wasn't into Woody Allen movies at the time. I think it was my first one and we just went with no expectations and both were just, just dazzled. It was it was one of those ones I recognize that my experience of watching it is coloring my my review of it, which happens. So I definitely have a, a rosier view of this movie than it probably deserves. But man, I love this movie. Yeah, I I don't generally go in for Woody Allen movies. I don't see what all the hype is about. But this yeah. got enough attention that we 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 checked it out, and I just remember feeling just kind of charmed by it. You know? Yes. Charmed is the right word. And I think the movie did a cool job of just sort of ignoring time travel consequences, which I liked. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that was I was pretty fine with that choice for this movie. It's not I, wasn't it's gonna, I wasn't going to give a shit whether like he didn't eat the right number of escargot from his plate and his wife noticed and it turned into a thing like I didn't. Yeah. So also on my honorable mention list, I, I've got a movie called Somewhere in Time. <laughs> That is. I don't know this one. This is this is Christopher Reeves. I think maybe pre Superman. Whoa. Um, Ooh. And and it's a romance movie. And and the oh. the reason this is on my list is this was this was my mom's go to tearjerker movie. Like <laughs> it was just something in our household that like if my mom needed a good cry, she would watch this movie. And <laughs> and the, and the premise is he's an actor in Chicago, um, like a stage actor. And a very, very old Gene Seymour comes to one of his shows and, and says, <laughs> and says, come back to me and gives him some hint. And he, he goes up to the Grand Hotel in Mackinac Island. Oh, my goodness. And, and, and somehow figures out that he, he time traveled back in time. He find, you know, sees a picture of her younger and sees, I think he finds a picture of himself or something. And, and, and then he, it figures out and there's no science fiction. It's like he just wills himself into the past essentially. And, and then there's a, you know, time travels back to her and, and then there's a romance and, and then there's a big tearjerker ending. And it's actually got a, a soundtrack that is, the, it's like a piano number that again, my mom loved. And it's the kind of thing that if you're like, if you're in an airport and there's like one of those player pianos, it may, may be playing. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's a decent enough piano soundtrack that it gets played mm. and shows up in, you know, in random places. But it, it makes my list just because it was so indelibly linked to certain things in my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next time I need a good cry. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. And That's awesome. I did put also on honorable mentions, I put Avengers Endgame. 
you know, fantastic movie. The time travel is probably the weakest part of it. And, and, and I just couldn't justify it being on the list of, of great time travel movies. It's a great superhero movie. So I just, I don't know what, I just couldn't click those two together enough to can you so i'm i'm i had that as a possible for the list and i'm trying Mm -hmm. to remember now what were what were some of the time travel issues and this is we've already spoiled this one before so don't worry about spoiling this one (laughs) in terms of just like continuity yeah like yeah what was your uh, because i don't i don't remember having issues with the time travel but i'm i'm a little vague on on what they might have been i think that there's just and and maybe some of this will get resolved with some of the TV shows that are going to start pumping out. But yeah. <clears throat> but this this idea that Captain America went back and put everything in in place. There's actually a really if you guys ever check out uh, how it should have ended. I know I've talked to Kyle about this. Yeah. Um, like a YouTube videos, animated videos. They did one just on like what happens to Cap when he goes and puts back everything. And you know it starts out easy with you know he goes to New York and he finds the ancient one and it's like here you go you know here you go here's the time zone it's like oh this is gonna be great this is gonna be easy (laughs) and then and then when it gets to like how he takes the red and gives it back into injects it back into natalie portman (laughs) like there's just like did did they create alternate timelines did they not is there you know is there fracturing of the timeline did they keep everything in check and controlled you know, I, I think that that's where I had problems. You got to kind of, you got to buy all in that like, okay, every time you make a change, you're fracturing the timeline. There's parallel timelines or, or there's consequences of some kind, or, or it was all predetermined and, and, and it all fits back like a puzzle piece at the end of the day. It's yeah. a pretty big hand wave to say like, Cap just did it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I've actually... Yeah. Uh, another podcast I listened to one of the hosts had interviewed the Russo brothers and had basically asked like you know is at the end of the day is this a big hand wave and they were they're like like, yeah yeah dude it's a three-hour movie (laughs) (laughs) we got so much ground to cover and to accomplish we're just gonna we're just gonna ask you to kind of buy in that this makes sense and all works right so I don't know yeah I think that's fair I get that I also threw Deadpool 2 on on the list of honorable mentions. <laughs> it's a fun, stupid movie, and time travel is oh, yeah. kind of minor to it, but it's... Same thing, where they're just like, they don't take it too seriously, so it's fine. Right. Like, yeah. And then they have a lot of fun with it over the end credits. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. He goes that was a gr- I forgot Ryan about that. In the head when he picks up the Green <laughs> yeah. Lanterns. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That was so good. So that's what I had. What else do you guys, or you guys wait till the end? Let's wait see because yeah, I want to we'll see what your top three are. The okay, so now we're into the the top three. The top three, the, yeah, the heavy hitters, the big ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go number three. I'm gonna go Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Of course, okay. I knew it was gonna be up here. Yeah, and 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 this one, I feel like really lucky in how I ended up seeing this movie because Ooh, love how I saw it. Stories, let her rip. <laughs> so. I was in, in high school and went away for a couple weeks on an exchange trip to France. And I, came, and I came back and I'm all excited to see you know, my friends and go out. And, and it's like, oh, it's, and it had just opened. We're like, yeah, let's go see Terminator 2. And I had seen none of the advertisements. And so like the whole like, he's back this time for good, I think was the tagline. Like the, <laughs> the whole idea that he, oh, was, great. he was a good guy this time 
I didn't know any of that. And uh, so, so the moment in the hallway wow. where, where, you know, young Eddie Furlong's running away from Arnold and, and towards, you know, the Patrick, Jason, no, no, it's, uh, Robert Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, just like how they play up the first, like, they go so beat for beat with the first movie. And, and, you know, and they cast this, like, kind of the skinny, you know, guy that doesn't seem intimidating. And there's, you know, there's just subtle clues that make you think he is the good guy. And, and Arnold, of course, it's just going to be a sequel. And he's the, you know, he's the villain again. And, and I just recently showed this movie to my daughter. And, and it was funny because I was waiting for that aha moment. And, and it took her like an extra beat. <laughs> so she still was like, why is she, why is she, why is he still running away from the cop? And I'm like, <laughs> didn't you see where he got shot and turned into liquid metal and tried to you know, <laughs> shoot him? Like, <laughs> but anyway, she, she caught on and had fun with it. But there's just, there's so many things in that movie that are so well done. And, and time travel is a small part of it in a way. Like it's more it's definitely a bigger focus in the first movie because they have to introduce it. Right. And then in this movie, it's like, yeah. okay, there's time travel. Yeah. And then they kind of, yeah. yeah. But it is, you know, it's, they're from the future. And they change the future. Yeah. So um, it's just, it's a solid action movie, you know, and just one of the best out there. More than solid. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's not, it's simultaneously like one of the greatest action movies ever. And also one of the best time travel movies together. Like they stuck the landing, yeah. two different kinds of movies, basically. Absolutely. Yeah, this is just a deeply magnificent movie. I also just I don't want to let it pass your reference to Eddie Furlong because uh, his two roles in this and American History X are just like one of the great like two random movies that one person has been like a really outsized part of. Uh, He just he sticks in my memory because he was so ridiculously a big part of both of those movies and is not good in either one but like really matters but can't drag either movie down yeah i just i i can't think of him in terminator 2 without like that voice crack that kind of happens that when he gets emotional and it's yeah oh he's so bad he's such a bad actor <laughs> I, I i've heard he is in dark fate in some capacity like so it'll be curious to see i have lost track of this series uh, and I'd like, I think, to get back on board because the trailer for the new one looks awesome. Well, and, yeah. and the premise is that, like, this is Cameron back in control of the franchise. And so yeah. they are they are kind of doing, I'm trying to think what other series have done this. Recently. Like Halloween, where they just pretended yep. like seven movies yep. didn't happen. Yep, they're just pretending. Yeah, that, that, that's cr- like, give me more Linda Hamilton. Yeah, so they're pretending that the only other movies in the series are one and two. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So three genesis revelations whatever i don't know all those are just so does that mean christian bale didn't yell at the camera guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like how does that timeline they time work? traveled and they were and they changed the past so that christian bale was never john connor yeah not at all <laughs> yeah cool that's awesome i remember a while back they um there was a rumor that neil blunkfist was gonna do aliens 3 and they were just going to pretend yeah. like Aliens 3 and 4 oh, never he, happened. He, from whatever I heard, he had a script, had Sigourney Weaver on board, and then, and it, then it just It was going to be out. like a Sigourney Weaver and Newt, like Newt from Aliens. Yeah. And I would, like, it just didn't ever panned out, which yeah. is too bad. So maybe Terminator can, can nail this. Yeah, I hope so. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my number three. 
So then number two, this is one I, I, I think I, I tipped you off, uh, Kyle, and, and I think you might have tipped Mike off. But I don't know if you ever got a chance to, to watch it, Mike. So, so this is a little indie movie called Primer. Oh, you did tell me this. I didn't watch it. Ah, oh, shit. I forgot about that. But this is good. Teach, t- teach me. So, so I, Primer is kind of starts with basically some, some Steve Jobs types, you know, fumbling around in their garage, working on some kind of tech, trying to come up with, you know, a bunch of different startups. You know, they're all wearing shirts and ties and working in a garage. You like know, it's clear that they've come from their actual jobs yeah. directly to this guy's garage. Yeah. To- and you don't know for the first 15, 20 minutes what, you know, they're doing. And and they clearly have some different ideas going on and they're trying to solve different challenges. And, and you don't quite get a sense of what's going on until it kicks into full gear and where they have figured a way to unlock time travel. And it's done. It's one of those indie movies where there's not a lot of special effects. I can't even really think of any. Like, literally zero. And also, like, <laughs> when they're filming stuff outside, you can, like, hear cars going by and stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it is a very, I mean, it's one of those low-budget movies where it's like, oh, they paid for this with the credit card. And they managed to pull off a really well-crafted, knowledgeable movie, you know, that you're just like, damn, like, you did it. And and what they do with time travel is they, better than any movie I've ever seen, have established the rules and live by the rules. And and but you still are kind of you have that good level of confusion at the end where you want to rewatch it to kind of figure out like, wait, how what happened? And you can go online and you can find crazy detailed like timeline, you know, graphics, infographics of helping you to understand <laughs> But but you can but you can watch it one time and take enjoyment from it and it, they just they come up with the rules and 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 there's you can't poke any holes in it you know <laughs> it's airtight that is incredibly high praise yeah. it's it's airtight yeah and it's kind of interesting because like it's clever how they do it the way they write it because they help you along a little bit in 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 the sense that like they're figuring out all this, the ramifications and right. the timelines at the same time you are. So they're like, the guy's like, we need to go to a hotel room. And the guy's like, why? He's like, because we're going to be here in this same time. So like, we can't interact. So we just have to sit in a hotel room all right. day. And you're like, okay. And, but like, as, but, but it's like, that's like step one. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm caught up. Mm-hmm. And then the next step is like, but then this, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a little more complicated, but it all it all lines up, and by the time it ends, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I and I'll say I don't want to give away too much, Mike. If you end up watching it, but one yeah, of the, one of the ways I'd love to one of the ways they make it airtight is that as opposed to a time machine that you can just pick any date in history and go to it, there's basically an an anchor. Like you, you know, they have to they can never they can't travel back any further than where they kind of set up their machine. And so, you know, they set up the machine on day one, they start it running, and on day five, they can travel back to day one. They can't go back yep. any further than that. And so it just makes it so it's it, it's it's airtight, and you would think, well, there's not a lot you can do with that. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a funky, cool indie movie 
that makes you realize you can do sci-fi on a low budget and you don't have to have special effects and it can blow your mind. So, yeah. Yeah. I recommend this one. I like a couple days after you told me to, Elise was out of town and I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) Rented it or whatever. And just like, you know, enjoyed it. And then I ended up watching like, not, I didn't watch it again immediately thereafter, but I watched like pieces of it and like, then like I couldn't just go to bed. I had to like, <laughs> like think about it. Did you start drying out logo? Yeah. <laughs> like, he just comes back and there's just like Sharpie all over the walls. Yeah, went all beautiful, beautiful mind on yeah. it. <laughs> Yarn. And the disappointing thing is that so the, the guy who wrote it and directed it is one of the two main leads. And yeah, I don't think he's done anything since. And it's just like it showed so much promise. And it's like, where is this guy now? I'd love to see and pull out another movie, but maybe that that's was- so weird because the skills that you're describing are exactly the skills that would make it's like a Ryan Johnson. Like Ryan, yeah. that's why Ryan Johnson's so successful is he proved that he was capable of making these great movies that mirror what high budget films do with no budget. Right. That's like that's kind of the golden. That's the formula. Well, and I think there's really cool creativity. Like one of my favorite quotes is actually from Robert Rodriguez, who you know has done. A mix. I, I won't go. I'm not all in for every one of his movies. But one of the things I've always appreciated is like he can he challenges himself to do it on a low budget. And I've read a quote from him where it's like, yeah, you can solve any money, any issue by turning the money hose on it. But you come up with more creative and better solutions without, you know. And so I think that there's something to be said about challenging yourself with the tools you have and not just throwing more money at it. And, and so I think that's what's interesting. Yeah, well, and as a result, they're forced to be creative with their writing and their plot structuring, mm-hmm. which they certainly are in this one. Yep. So, so worth yeah. worth checking out. So that takes me to number one. And I imagine I know what number one is, I, I, but okay. I think it's it's a little hard to to <laughs> get around, you know, where we've gone since we haven't mentioned it yet. But yeah, so number one is Back to the Future. Okay. Yeah, and and you know, just an all around fun. You know, so many quotable lines, so many iconic elements to that movie. And and and, and also, as I've aged, <laughs> it kind of messes with your mind after a while. Because I, so I had, so my daughter is 30 years younger than me. And the spans in those movies are 30-year increments. So yeah. it's 1955, 1985, 2015, if you start looking at the sequels. And and so I got to show this movie to my daughter at the same point in her life when I saw it. And then I started thinking about the fact that to her, 1985 is the same as 1955 was to me, you know, and where, you know, yeah, exactly. Whereas I'm just thinking like, you know, you, you know, that's like ancient history. And I'm like, and to her now, that means like, oh, 1985 is ancient history. And I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) It can't be. It's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. (laughs) But yeah, it was, there was something special about watching it with her and, and having that, you know, that span and, and seeing it through her eyes and remembering like what a roller coaster thrill ride that was the first time I saw it, you know, as it builds up to the end and, you know, all the pieces coming together um, and, you know, Doc Brown running around and trying to connect the chords and, you know, Marty falling apart on stage. And, you know, it's just there's so many in the soundtrack, you know, in the, in the sound cues. And there's there's just so many key things in that that just come together so well. 
it's one of the best movies ever. Yeah. And and also I think as a time travel movie, it's like intro to time travel because it like very clearly explains and actually kind of like standardizes a lot of the, Absolutely. the tropes and stuff that get used, like him fading from a picture or right. like, you know, or like the fact that Doc... That's interesting. Yeah, or like that Doc can wear a vest, like you right. can change the future you and then like the Lone Pine versus two, like, two, what is it? Dual Pine Mall. Yeah, or yeah like Twin the, Pines Mall. Yeah. Twin Pines and Lone Pine. Yeah. And like... It just establishes like a lot of the the rules that get used and recycled a lot. Well, and the, I mean the joke of Endgame, you know. <laughs> this is yeah, exa- oh, exactly. <laughs> You're basing your your theory of time travel off of Back to the Future, you know. <laughs> Wait, uh, so Back to the Future was it real? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this one is full into you can change the past, and you know, and so that's I mean, compared to some of the other movies where it's just predetermined it's also kind of a if you think about it like it's kind of a messed up message like he goes back in time and like completely alters like the timeline of his family to the point where when he gets back like his parents are unrecognizable right. and like the morality of that is definitely <laughs> well and and that's where like you know as a time travel movie it does fit into that wish fulfillment you know like could yeah. could you do things differently could you you know or change things in your life that you don't like by going into the past it's not intentional that's not why he goes back but yeah and, and also now second notice of crispin glover in this podcast but i mean oh but crispin glover i mean <laughs> it's just a trip in that movie <laughs> and just you know like both you know you know current time before time travel the back in time and then when he's the successful author playing tennis at the end you know <laughs> he's just a weird dude all around and, <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and i like any movie that takes advantage of that well i think that's the perfect pick for number one you're not going to get debate yeah. from me it's kind of hard to nope yeah fight that and also i would be locked out of my apartment tonight if <laughs> we just found out we didn't make this number one it's probably her favorite movie but, so yeah. so what did you guys have what am i missing yeah what do you think mike uh you hit everything that was that you hit every movie i would have wanted mentioned i did have a little bit of a head start on this one so i'm <laughs> gonna go through some of the ones that i i like one that i'm somewhat serious about if we feel like we want to put one romantic comedy on this oh, list oh yeah, yeah i know how much you like this one is a movie called about time did you ever see it it's uh uh, Donald Gleason and um, Amy, or not Amy Adams, uh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel yes. McAdams. This was, I think we had a similar experience with this one, Mike, that you had with Midnight in Paris, where we just didn't know anything yeah. about it and were so taken by it and found it to be just, just a delight. I'm not even sure it was. I remember knowing that this movie existed, and I don't even think that I knew it was about time travel. Right. It just looked like a, your general romantic comedy oh it's about time we get together (laughs) yeah i think the other thing that hurt it was it wasn't long after time travel's wife came out and she was in that too it was almost exactly that was definitely the confusion yeah (laughs) oh these are two different movies yeah it was a classic mr skin flesh of the stars situation (laughs) classic (laughs) yeah as as you do yeah let's see some of these are books. This one doesn't. This one doesn't quite follow your rules. Do you ever see the kid with Bruce Willis? It's kind of like Big, where he, Bruce Willis is an adult PR consultant. And he's a real dick, and uh, he goes home one day to his big house in Malibu or whatever, and a kid version of himself is there. Okay, and the kid is there to kind of like 
rem- make him remember like what he wanted to be when he grew gotcha. up when he was a kid. Yeah. Make him less of a dick. <laughs> it's it's a time travel movie only in the sense that like for some reason it's ca- it's like a communicating through the yeah. past, so it doesn't it doesn't quite fit. But it's actually really good. Oh Kyle, wait, this made me think of one. I don't know if this counts. In fact, I'm pretty sure it doesn't count, but um one of the granddaddies of them all is uh a Christmas Carol. Oh, so, I don't. I don't think it really counts because it's not really time travel. It's more yeah. visions. But I want to just plug it anyway. Yeah, that's no, a good that's one. I'll, I'll. I'll take my. I'll take my like bi monthly opportunity to remind people that not all old books are bad, and this is <laughs> a, a massive exception to the to that uh, thought pattern. This is a magnificent story, and it does a lot of the time travely things that we're talking about exceptionally well, like extremely well. That's very good. Yeah. Book or any of the various movie adaptations. In- including Muppets? Yes. <laughs> I should have put this one on the not top three. Click, that Adam Sandler movie. Is that time- oh. I've never seen it. Is that time travel? Yeah, he uses the, the remote, remote to fast forward and rewind time. Uh, okay. Or to do slow motion while a girl with big boobs runs by. It's, yeah, it's exactly what you'd expect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Austin Powers. This one I actually like a lot. We just talked about this on another podcast for some reason. Men in Black Three. Did you ever yep. see it? Yeah, yeah. No, it was it, it was kind of hovering out there. Like it could be an honorable mention. I don't. It, it's not that great. The part that I love about it is how amazing. That's why we were talking about yeah, it, how amazing Josh yeah. Brolin is. Rolling um, with Brolin. <laughs> yep. Ah, you had all of these, and none of these count. So. Yeah, that is all I had. And the only one of those that I actually care about is About Time. I think that if if we're going to make room for a movie like that, that would be the one I would pick. Yeah. But And I'm fine with that. If there's something, I mean, there were a couple ones towards the the higher end of the list where I don't know that either of you had seen them. So if, if you want to yank one of those. I have learned to trust your judgment in all things. <laughs> yeah. it, about Time, for whatever reason... I think I've seen it and I can't remember it, which I feel bad about because it does have like like Bill Nye's in it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yep. there's a lot of good people in it, and I just for whatever reason I I feel like I've seen it and I can't remember it, and that's sad to me. I I think I might be serious about it just because I it, the the nuts and bolts of it are kind of unique in that he just finds out when he comes of a certain age that the men in his family can time travel, <laughs> right? And it goes really well, and it's like it plays for laughs. Like he redoes his first date with Rachel McAdams a couple times yeah. until he gets it right, you know, yeah. whatever. And then, but the, it it really punches. I think it made me cry. Because and, and the, the unique rule that I thought was interesting is that the chaos of uh, like creating a, a child, like that whole process, is so chaotic that it can't go the same way twice when you time travel. So once you have a kid you can't time travel beyond that point. Okay. And so he reaches a point where he has to just, I don't want to spoil it, but he like has to make some tough decisions, some like emotional decisions. Right. When, you know, when it comes time for him to start having children and stuff. This all feels really familiar. I feel, yeah. And I got to go rewatch it. It's great. Like he, his dad is built IE and they play ping pong. And like, so whenever he goes, he'll, (laughs) he'll just like go back in time and like shoot the shit with his dad who has passed and so yeah. he'll just go back in time to talk with him and that's run things right, by that's him. that's the that's the thing he has to give up right and yes. it's like it's like pff, right in the yeah gut. it's and it's very funny it's a rom-com I, I'm, I i think i've convinced myself i think it deserves a spot so what do you, 
you want to make a suggestion? Do you want to throw out where Army of Darkness is? I'm I'm fine with that. Maybe, and I think Army of Dar- Darkness might make sense because it's like Looper and Donnie Darko are like units that are yeah. like these are time travel movies. Yeah. Does that seem like a fair reason to drop? It? Yeah, and you, neither of you had seen Army of Darkness. I'm yeah. fine with that. I mean, it's 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 worth worth a good laugh and worth watching, but uh, I, I can I can handle dropping it. Okay, and I think with that we should uh, we should get to recapping so that Daniel's children are not <laughs> wondering where he is. That's a good idea. Yeah, I don't see any reason to reorder anything else you've done on here. So, if you're ready, what we should do now is just recap the the list. Okay, so coming at number ten, Looper. Number nine, Donnie Darko. Number eight, the edition of About Time. Uh, number seven, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Number six, X-Men Days of Future Past. Number five, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Number four, 12 Monkeys. There's a lot of numbers on this list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good point. Huh. Um, <laughs> number three, Terminator 2. Uh, number two, Primer. And number one, Back to the Future. Amazing. That was utterly spectacular it's so nice to meet you and it's so great to have your your wisdom because this was this was the kind of list that i think kyle and i would make if we had the talent like this is (laughs) like our kind of list but you've done much better than we ever could have well thank you i i do have ideas for other episodes oh you'll oh god come back this was wonderful but i do want to genuinely thank you for taking the time to do this i know it's not doesn't we I, we know it. it's not like these just lists just appear so it takes some effort so i appreciate it and my pleasure it was and fun. more so i appreciate you like learning of this podcast and jumping into it and, and really enjoying it it means a lot to us that you listened and uh, and like it so thanks for that absolutely on the subject of thanking i'd like to thank kevin mcleod for being the stankiest <laughs> and putting together our not top three music and our theme music and making a deposit in our respective stank banks that's right for sure yeah <laughs> thank you smelly much michael yes i'll follow that up by thanking our good friend aaron for putting together our fantastic artwork you can see more of her stuff at sant design on instagram of course and, and i have to just jump in for a second that is some nice artwork because as a podcast listener you know you gotta get something that reads well at at you know a very small size catches your eye she's a, got some good color it's got some good iconography she's a professional I totally agree with your assessment. I was actually noticing just the opposite of that on a good podcast I was listening to recently where it's a it's actually quite an engrossing podcast. But if it hadn't been recommended to me personally, I would never have listened to it because the artwork was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else you want to say, Mike? Yeah, with that, I'd like to thank our wonderful social media director, Caroline. Uh, She can be found on the old internets i want to specifically thank her for instagramming a beautiful picture of my co-host kyle and his his beautiful bride allegis uh, i quite enjoyed that one the other day so if you want to enjoy her work google around i'm sure you'll find her somewhere and i know you're probably listening to this uh, oh actually see i got a little cocky there i want to mention our other social media platforms you can check her out on instagram you can check our instagram top 10 KM. Check us out on Facebook, Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. You can check out our poopy Twitter, or you can email us, top10km at gmail.com. All of those, the 10 is spelled out. Make sure you send us your thoughts, suggestions, ways we can improve ourselves, or tell us you want to come on and 
give us your own list. That's our favorite kind of thing. Probably listening to this on a podcast app, but if you want another one, you can be found on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean. <laughs> my these closing pieces. Spotify is there. a dispensary website. Don't. <laughs> yes, it is. Or <laughs> wherever podcasts can be found. Stay off of Spotify uh, unless it's legal in your state and you are an adult who wants to Spotify. Uh, we don't endorse Spotify. All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank I will you. catch All you right. next week. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen. Right. It's been a pleasure. Good luck picking up your children. <laughs> Thank you. Michael. Adios. All right. Bye. Bye.